Hi readers, I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And we are bookish like that. So this week we are reading The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And I feel like I have a lot to say about this book. What about you? (laughs) Yeah, it was, we've had a lot to say about it, but I wouldn't say a lot happened. Here's the deal. With this book, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I feel like I fell victim to hype. I read all this hype about it and I was pumped up and then I read it. I know. And that's what I've said, too, is I'm not going to do that anymore. No, I'm not going to read any hype. I'm not going to read reviews, which I didn't read reviews, but I think I had my own expectations of this book. Me too. And they weren't met. I just had an idea of what I thought it was going to be, and I screwed it all up. In your head. It might have been a better book if I didn't think like that. I want another author to pick up this concept and redo it. I think it's the concept that got me. Yeah. Yeah. The concept is so cool. Well, let's jump into it, readers. So this book starts off in 2014, and it's the first glimpse we get of Addie's curse. She wakes up in this guy, his name is Toby's apartment, and she knows that he won't remember her, but she still decides to stay anyway and, you know, just stick around and see what happens. When he comes out of the room, he sees her and hears her playing the piano, and they talk about a tune that she's really working on, but giving him the idea that it's his tune. Yeah. But really, it's her music flowing through him. And he invites her to his gig that he has that same night, and she tells him not to forget her as she leaves. But we all know that he's going to as soon as the door closes. Then we get a flashback to 1698. And this is kind of where we start to understand why she made this deal with the curse. And she's really just not happy or cut out for that time period. She was always kind of a woman born in, I mean, we say that all the time, like born in the wrong decade, born in the wrong time. She wanted more than what was expected of her. You know, she didn't really, she wasn't really the same religion as her parents. And she was just kind of figuring that out. She didn't want to be married. She didn't want to have kids. She wanted to be free and roam and live life and see more of the world. You just couldn't do that back then. So then we have a jump and now it's 1714. And Addie's parents tell her that she has to be married and they have the whole thing planned out for her. And she knows that that means like her whole life is planned out for her at this point. She's 23 already. And back then that was too old to not be married. And she looks at her friends who are her age and they've had a few kids. And to her, they seem like they have no life. They're basically dead already. She's not having it. Live for other people. She doesn't want to do it. As she's getting ready to walk down the aisle, she runs away. And when she's running, she starts calling out to what the book calls the old gods. The number one rule her friend tells her is to never make deals with the gods that answer in the dark. And she, as she's like running and calling out to somebody to help her, she realizes that it did get dark. And that's the one that answers is one that comes calling after the Kind of out of her realization she wasn't aware this was happening well she makes the deal but she yeah she goes along with it anyway and she's gonna live forever and belong to no one and when you know when she's done living and she's done you know walking through the world that she's going to give her soul to the darkness she finds out that like her deal is not what she thought it was she can't say her name no one remembers her she's just walking through blindly Now we're back in present day and she's browsing this bookstore and she meets a boy named Henry. When she leaves, 
She steals a book. She puts a book in her bag and walks away because... This is how she does things. Nobody remembers as soon as she goes out those doors. People don't remember. As soon as they turn around, they don't remember. That's how she's learned to survive. Well, when she's leaving, he chases her down. And she tells herself, it's because the door didn't close. He remembered me because the door wasn't closed. Mm -hmm. And so he never actually, like, lost sight of me. But it still kind of sticks with her. And now she's a little embarrassed because... She was She's gone so stealing. long without anyone really noticing anything, so. This is when part two of the book starts, and it's Henry's point of view. And I found this kind of super confusing because it never really says it's his point of view. Well, this seems like we're jumping a little quickly, but throughout all of it, there's just little things. I mean, it's her figuring out her curse. There's, you know, the part where people didn't remember her. I think it took a while for her to get that when she would, what was acceptable and not. She could take some things. Wasn't it like that? She could take things. Yeah, she And if she broke something, it didn't stay that way because it was her who did it. She leaves no mark on the world. Yeah. None. And that, which that was kind of interesting because you weren't sure how far the curse all went. So you were kind of getting to know the curse for a little while. Now it's 1714 and the world has not been kind to Addie. She ends up selling her virginity for a few coins and learns to steal and drug men for a night or so. So she has a place to sleep. And that sounds rough. And of course, we do not condone anything like that. And it breaks my heart because she is just surviving. Like she's yeah, just and surviving. You understand it because you understand she's surviving. There's not a whole lot of morals going along with it at the this point. And almost who cares really about morals when nobody remembers you. And also she thinks she needs money at this point, but she doesn't really. She figures that out later. Well, now it's 1750 and it's been a year since the darkness in her made this curse. And he shows back up and he shows up while she's trying to drug this guy. And he tells her, he like taunts her a little bit and is kind of nasty and tells her that she's disappointing. And she he also is trying to convince her to give up already. It's only been a year. And he already is like getting it in her mind that she needs to give up and... This is what you're going to do with eternity. But really, it has the opposite effect on her. So we're back in 2014 now. And this is where we meet a girl named Sam, who is a past fling of hers. And Sam happens to be an artist. And we found out that Sam has had this, like, feeling that she needs to do this painting. And it's it's basically a painting of Addie's essence that she left behind. Because while Sam doesn't remember her, she remembers that she had a... It's kind of like a vivid dream, almost, I would say. Like, she has a feeling. And so she paints this picture of what Addie would look like on the inside, essentially. I loved her and Sam together. I know. I kind of wish there was more Sam. Mm -hmm. Sam seemed like a very fun, lively character. And it was kind of sweet how they still had their connection. Yes. I thought that her and Sam had actual chemistry. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought they were so cute. I liked Sam's vibe. There was a lot of chemistry. I just thought I would have read a love story between her and Sam. Yeah, and I thought we were going to have a little more than that. I was disappointed when Sam didn't end up with Addie. Yeah. Personally. Well, Addie grabs her stolen book and goes back to the bookstore. And her idea is that she will return it for a new one. But when she gets there, the book guy, his name was Henry, remembers her. And Addie's entire world shattered. It's been 300 years and yeah. no one has ever remembered her before. And now this guy And he literally does. says, what are you trying to pull? I remember mm-hmm. you. And she just freezes because nobody has said, I remember you. But can you imagine? It's 300 years. You've, you've been a ghost this whole time. Yeah. And this guy remembers you. Yeah. I mean. It shocks her. Mm-hmm. 
to her core. Like mm-hmm. I like I said, her whole world kind of shatters. Well, she offers to buy him coffee just to like prolong this because what if it's a fluke? She doesn't want it to end. Yeah. So she's going to do whatever it takes to keep him in her orbit so they can hang out and be remembered. So they go to get coffee and she's making small talk. She's also kind of noticing that people are really weird around him. And they over-apologize or they linger too long. And she finds it odd, but nothing's going to stop her from being there because he remembers her and that's all that matters. But it's a little awkward, I would say. Neither one of them are flowing real well. No, I didn't think the chemistry was great. No. Well, after they get coffee, they decide to get dinner. And then we have a flashback to 1719. And Addie is in, like, a fancy house with, like, a nice dress. And the owners are out for the evening. So she's basically playing dress-up in the one, the lady of the house's clothes, eating chocolate, living up to her best life. Mm-hmm. And then the darkness shows up. And they have a weird dinner together that's super stiff. And she finds out that his name is actually Luke. And they get into an argument because he cursed her. And this isn't what she thought she was getting. And she tells him that she's not ever going to give up. She's just not. This is her life now. He's never going to win. He's never going to win. And so then that kind of turns it to a game, I think. I think this is the beginning of it being a game to him. I think he's surprised how far she's going. Well, he was mad. Yeah. You know, it kind Mm -hmm. of took him by surprise a little bit. Well, now we're back in 2014. And her and her, Henry, are at at the bar. And the bartender ignores her because he can't remember that she's there. But when Henry comes up, he, like, waits on him right away. And, like, he doesn't have to pay. And he's, like, the star of the show. It's all a little suspicious. Well, then she tries to tell him her name. And it actually comes out of her mouth. And this is also the first time that she's been able to say her name in 300 years. Yeah. So that's a milestone for her, she thinks. And then she can't get over it. And she is wondering if the spell is breaking because how is this happening? And then we have another flashback to 1720. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of flashbacks all over the place. I found myself liking the flashbacks more than I liked the present day, though. Well, it kept me going. Kept me hoping for more. Maybe we're getting there. Maybe we're getting to something. So, yeah, I think it keeps you going a little bit. I wouldn't have kept reading this book if it weren't for the flashbacks. Yeah, that's probably true. I would have given up. Because while I know it seems like we're flying... I don't like the present day either. We're flying through this. It's because... Not a lot happens. I know it sounds like things are happening, but we're probably 200 pages into this book. She gives a lot of detail. Like when she's at the fancy house, there's a lot of detail there that really isn't very necessary. There's no reasoning for it. Well, yeah. Because I understand that the situation with the darkness was necessary. Some of the flashbacks to him. But was it necessary to describe the whole room and the staff and... I like a book with detail. Like, I'm not going to argue. I like the book much, with detail. Though. I don't like how she does it. This isn't my style of writing. It's not for me. I just thought we were getting somewhere with it. It was unnecessary. Well, now it's 1724. And she, we meet this character. His name is Remy. And she actually meets Remy dressed as a man because it's easier to be, walk through life as a man than it is to be a woman. People, it is 1724. Can we take a second to realize that being a woman is not for the weak of heart? Yeah. Because even now at 2021, it's still a little bit safer to be a man. But unfortunately, she didn't really pass for a man real well. No. And that's unfortunate, especially the time period she was starting out in. It really would have been a lot safer to be able to pass for a man. Well, they end up hooking up And it's the first guy that she sleeps with because she wanted to, not out of necessity. 
And she goes through this, you know, the author puts in her head that she wishes that this was her first time. Well, when they wake up in the morning, Remy doesn't remember her and pays her. And my heart really broke yeah, for Addie. Yeah, it, it was heartbreaking. And I really liked Remy, too. So it was a sad way to end a Remy's funny story. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was just like one kick in the gut after another, I felt like. I, oh, my heart I really broke it for was her. Very, it was depressing, yeah. Well, now we're back in 2014, and her and Henry are on their date, and he takes her to a video game speakeasy kind of a thing, which is cool. That's like an unoriginal date. And she makes a high score on the pinball machine. And because she can't leave her mark on the world, he puts her name in for her. And it's the first time that she's seen her name in print in 300 years. Yeah, and there are little moments like that where you think, okay... Yeah. This is a cute-ish love story. I wasn't feeling it yet. I'm like, I don't really get the love story here. But I didn't like them together because I liked Henry. I liked them together because Addie is seeing her name for the yeah. first time in 300 years and she's... Well, I got that's why she liked him. I just didn't feel like she actually liked him. No, I don't think... I, it's, it, to me, it's convenient. A whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next they go to a movie, and she's picked one that she's already seen before, but she goes because she likes this movie theater. And Henry is really offended that she would take him to something that she's already done. He calls her out for it, and when she's like, why? He tells her it's a waste of time to do things that you've already done before. I don't have enough time for this. Yeah. I can't be doing this. He's having like a full-on attack Mm -hmm. of some panic or something. He's not being very nice. So instead, she takes him to a secret dance club, and they dance the night away, and they both have a blast, and Addie spends the night with him for the first time. And she's a little nervous because people don't remember her when they wake up, but he does. He actually remembers her when they wake up. And he goes off to work the next morning and she snoops around looking for clues and, you know, tries to get to know him. She doesn't really find anything. Well, the next big thing that happens is that Addie decides to tell Henry that she's cursed. She kind of has to. He's not as surprised as he should be. Well, they've hung out with his friends a few times, which I thought was so brave, but nothing had really come up to where they didn't remember her. She would run out if they left the room or something. So I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe she'd actually gone to dinner with his friends a few times. That was so brave. And that it worked out as so well as So she knew it she'd have to tell him eventually. Well, it turns out that he's not... And then he, yeah, he's, he's not, not surprised. surprised because he made a deal with Luke, too. It ends the chapter by being like, I made a deal, too. And mm-hmm. it is like, oh. Well, I mean, we knew something was weird. We knew people something are, yeah. was weird, but we weren't positive yet. Yeah. So that was an interesting moment. So Henry makes a deal. And Henry makes a deal because he feels like he's just not enough. Time is moving too fast. He's not doing what he feels like he should be doing. And basically, he's just lost. In a deep depression. Yes. And so he his deal is based off of he wants to be whatever the person who he's talking to needs him to be. Yeah. Even now, he doesn't feel like enough because they'll tell him things like, you're such a good listener and you're such a, you're so patient. And these things that he's not really... But they that's what they see because that's part of his deal. It's what they want to see in him. And so even then, even after the deal, just like Addie, he feels short-sighted yeah. because that's not what he wanted. He yeah. still doesn't feel like enough. So that's that's part of his deal. Well, Addie starts telling Henry her story and he starts writing it down for her. And so he's got like 300 years worth of stories to get through. And at this part, while I don't like their love story, how fun would it be to sit with somebody who's walked the world 
and to hear what they had to say. I mean, not just the writing of the story, but just to, like, listen to her tell you the things that happened in history that you've read about, but she got to see. That's, to me, what they're a good friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they have a fun connection. I don't see a real love story here, but... It's, no, I don't see a love story either, but I, you know, I mean, like, that's why we're all here. We're listening to a bookish podcast because we love stories. Do you have somebody that lived them? Get out. And then it does get a little more fun when she starts telling her stories. Yeah, because now they're walking through, you know, New York. It goes a little faster. And she sees things that she helped create. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was with that guy when I gave him the idea to build this building or this nightclub Mm -hmm. or this art museum. And so while she's not remembered, she has made her mark on the world. She is there. She's the only one that knows it, but she sees it. And now Henry sees it, too. And so that's, I mean, talk about... apparently loves hearing the stories, too. Well, talk about a woman who's taking making lemonade out of lemons. Oh, yeah. She for sure is. I mean, look, what a badass. Yeah, well, and especially if you compare her to Henry's whiny ass. I mean, oh my god, she's she's really something compared to him. And yeah. see, that's why I don't love their love story, because to me, a woman who survives and makes lemonade out of lemons would not necessarily be attracted to a guy who doesn't whines about everything. Yeah. Okay, so now they're getting closer, and Henry's starting to panic because he lied to Addie about his timeline. He told her that he had a lifetime, but really he only has a year left and he's already lived through some of that year. So as this is going on, the flashbacks kind of all kind of mesh together to me at this point. Basically, all of the flashbacks are of Addie and the darkness getting closer and finding like a safe median together. This is like the last hundred pages Mm -hmm. when they start showing the darkness and Addie's relationship Changing. Well, and it's changing because the story is when they start telling you. He's not pushing her to give up anymore. She is, you know, kind of enjoying her time with him. I mean, he pops in every now and then. It literally becomes a relationship. Mm -hmm. It ends up getting so deep in a way that he gives her a ring and tells her that if she ever puts it on, he'll come back. He'll pop in on her and check on her if she ever needs to get you know, communicate with him, just put the ring on. So now we're back in 2014 and her and Henry are out dancing and having a really sweet time. And, you know, they're making, they're enjoying their time together. Luke shows up. Luke is the darkness. And he tells Henry or he tells Addie that Henry lied to her, that he doesn't have a lifetime. He had a year. He had a year. So. And it was almost up. That's why he's so weird about doing things that he's already done before. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to repeat things. Okay, so now we have a flashback again, and it's her and Luke, and they're at this point in the flashbacks, they're sleeping together, and she's spending a lot of time with him, and he buys her a house in New Orleans, and she's almost willing to forget everything and just be with him until he whispers one night to surrender, and to her, that changes everything, and it made her feel like this whole time that they've spent together, like, almost falling in love with each other, a game. Was another game. Was another move for him to make her give her her soul and so that changes things and so now she's like I'm done with you don't come back to me so now it's 2014 and Addie has decided that she has to save Henry you know he remembers her she's they're falling in love together she has to save him so she makes another deal with Luke and the deal is she will go with Luke play house with him for as long as he is interested and wants her if he lets Henry live out the rest of his life in peace yeah 
The darkness agrees to this because he's always wanted Addie. He did not expect her to last this long. And I feel like she is the unattainable to him. The unattainable, and she's mentioned at some point in there that she's also the only one that sees him. And I think that hit him. Mm -hmm. I think it was true. Because she hasn't, like, he's charming, and Mm -hmm. he's, you know, I mean, he smooth talks to you for a living, so, and she's just not having it. She's lasted 300 years. She's actually fallen in love with somebody else. Yeah. She's made, like we said, she's made happiness in the world. She's Mm -hmm. left her mark, and it, I, she turned it into something that he did not expect her to. Yeah. So it's now interesting. Yeah. It's become this thing, and she knows that that's the one thing he wants, is her soul. Yep. He agrees to this, and so now it's Henry's point of view. And in a twist, Henry has published all of Addie's stories, and she will be remembered forever. The way she finds it at the end is really sweet. Mm -hmm. She finds it in a coffee shop in France, right? So now we're in France, and it's Addie's point of view, and she sees her book of stories published, and Luke comes up behind her and you know she's pretending that she's just in love with him but Addie's learned something in these 300 years and talking to Luke she's learned that the way you word a deal and the semantics matter she did not say I'll stay with you forever she said I'll stay with you until you get bored of me and are done until you're done this time and so and she knows that he's not going to be into her for forever yeah because now she's had She's just biding her time until she's free. So Addie LaRue is still living on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thoughts on this book are, this book is 444 pages. It doesn't get interesting until the last 50. I think it, about three page 300, I think it starts getting interesting. But still too long, <laughs> still too long to give a book to explain itself. I'll give you 50 to 100 pages to explain the story. But after that, we need something. The last 50 pages are amazing. They are beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so good. The last 50. I I wish that it kept that the whole book. And here's another thing that bothers me. The beginning of this book has like this little like saying at the top that talks about not making deals with the gods that come answering at night. That, to me, awesome. Loved it. Creepy, dark. I'm here for it. I wish it kept that energy through the whole book. It didn't really match the book. No, no. it didn't. The overall feel of the book. No, it didn't. And I, like I said at the beginning, this was a book where I fell victim to hype. I thought this was going to be awesome. I thought this was going to be dark and creepy and romantic. And it was going to draw me in. And it felt like walking through mud. For me, I thought someone who lives 300 years, this is going to be an adventure. This is going to be something that none of us could ever live. Mm -hmm. 300 years. She's seen everything. She's done everything. I guess so. We don't feel that, though. This isn't a book of adventures. This is a book of relationships. And I also felt like the first 200 pages are who's sleeping with who? But not it, in a graphic way. No, just but like it, none of it's relevant. None no, of it matters. It's, that's what I'm saying. There was too much that wasn't relevant. No, I didn't like it. The I'm metaphors not a and the descriptive writing and the trickling streams and the filler was too much. It was a lot of filler. I agree with that. I also... I almost literally laugh sometimes with the descriptive writing. It's it was a, just too much. It is a lot. It's one of those books... 
where people who loved it really loved it and people who didn't there was no median there isn't a middle you loved it or you hated it there's no middle ground none i know i didn't like it even with the last hundred pages i don't think i like it either i don't think i could do that again because it's a book on relationships it's a book on feelings it's a book on emotions it's too depressing i mean it's too deep into what we feel in life and what is life made up of and how do we feel about everything are we important are we not oh it's a beating. It's too much. I also did not like that Addie was with Henry for convenience. I didn't feel like there was a real love story there. I didn't feel like it was a real connection. Had Sam remembered her, she would have been with Sam. Had Toby remembered her, she would have been with Toby. Yeah. If the old man on the bench remembered her, she would have been with him. Yeah. It was just convenient. I think so. However, I'm here for her and Sam. I know. I love Sam and I love Remy. Can we have a book about Sam and Remy somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I they were interesting that. characters. Henry is one of the whiniest characters I've ever in my life. I want to be, I want people to see me how they want to see me. And then, oh no, they just see me like that because of the curse. They don't really see me. It's just one of those things where Henry, you can't make you happy. Henry, you'll never be happy, man. Nope. And that's what I'm telling you. Addie made lemonade and Henry is just crying and throwing shit because he has lemons. I Not can't. in like a, I mean, he did... Whenever the darkness finds him, he's, like, high as hell. He's mm-hmm. drunk. He's sitting in the rain, doesn't even really realize it. Like, he's barely living life anyway. And I think that's the problem. Henry well, doesn't live life. And Addie wanted to live life. And that, seeing those two people don't... I can't see them connecting. But maybe, maybe, and, like, this would have to be, like, a book, too. I don't think there's going to be a book, too. But Good Lord, I can't maybe... That's what Addie did for Henry. She made him want to live life. And to like, her, that was so important. I could see that being her goal. You know, after yeah. it's done, you know, he's, the curse is broken and he's done things. He's yeah. published this book. He's working. Well, he remembers her. He kind of ha- has to live life for Addie. Mm-hmm. He owes her. So maybe that. that's what yeah. this was about is, you know, it, maybe he was whiny until he met her. And, you know, she changed a lot of people's lives. Yeah, she, she, did. she touched a lot of people, but... I don't know. I just couldn't get behind him. To me, I just, I wish that he was, and mental health is real. Still, like, I'm here for that. I understand that sometimes you're in one of those places. I'm not denying that. However, reading it in a book. It goes too deep. It it was a lot. And I don't know, I wanted it to be less about that. If there is a book about mental health, like, I'm here for that. Let's read one of those. But this book I didn't expect it to be about that. I thought it would be about time travel and history and magic. And so, and also another thing I didn't like about this book, what age group is this for? There are some parts it reads like a young adult novel and some parts it doesn't. I would have to say probably our age group, 30s. They're in their 30s. I mean, well, I guess Addie would have been 323 or something like that, isn't she? Mm -hmm. And then Henry is about to be 30. So it would be in our age group, I would say. But it reads every once in a while like a young adult novel. I would have to say young adults would might appreciate it a little more. If you've lived a little life, it's like, okie doke, a little whiny here. You gotta just pull up your britches and get through it a bit. I mean... Big boy britches, Henry. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) I also felt like Henry was a little judgmental to the way Addie learned to survive. 
and oh, I didn't that appreciate made me that. So mad for some reason, more mad than it should have. Mm-hmm. Like Henry, you have not been through anything she's been through. I can't imagine telling somebody thirty years older than me how to live life, but you're gonna tell someone three hundred years older than you how to live life. Like it's a man thing, it's, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and then Addie's just like, oh. No, Addie. Be like, screw you. I've been through some stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Sorry. tell me how to live. I know. I couldn't do it. I'm not here for it. But like I said, there was a whole audience there that really, really enjoyed it. And that's fine. If you like that book, cool. I get the last hundred pages. I Not my favorite. I don't know who I would recommend it to because they're going to have to really get through the first 300. But there is, I would recommend this book to some people. Mm. I do know people who would enjoy this book. Your boyfriend John read it and loved That's it. That's true. He did love it. I don't know. I don't get it though. No, I would recommend it to certain people. There are people in my life where I'm like, I think you would really like this one. He, I'm not one yeah, of them. Yeah, he read the the description of it and he was like, I think that's something I'd be interested in. And he did. He read the whole thing and he loved it. Just not for us? Nope, not for us. Would you read another book by V.E. Schwab, the author of The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue? I might. See, that's what I'm doing. I would, too. I know. Because maybe this just wasn't her book. I feel like she could get a little more into magic stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They really, to me, they kind of sold the magic on it. There's stars on the front. There's stars in the book. It's kind of got this gothic feel to it and i know you're not to judge book by the cover but i 100 percent judge books if it's by not the cover. pretty i don't want to read it <laughs> well like we the last 50 pages had she wrote the book to match that energy it would have been amazing i know so yeah i might read another book of hers See, i mean i, I don't too. know if i would read an older book maybe books coming up i don't know Maybe but she'll get better in time. Does that, but doesn't that kind of, isn't that the point? Yeah. Is that you read one and you're like, I would read another one I of know. hers. Yeah. Well, she did it. There are, I mean, it's very popular. There are mm-hmm. a lot of people out there who read it and there's a lot of people who liked it, but I would say it is kind of like you either loved it or kind of hated it. So what would you rate this book? Mm, probably a 2.5. Okay. I mean, it's not the worst book I've ever read. It's just so depressing for them so long of it, you know, Mm -hmm. just too much. Not what I wanted at all either. And that may not be their fault. I don't know. (laughs) That's my fault. (laughs) I give it a two, two. Also, yeah. Mm -hmm. But here's the deal. I kind of want to give it two reviews. Yeah. Me personally, a two. I don't know if this is not my style. This is not the book for me. However, I understand the type of why it's so popular. I, just, I get it. I really like a book where you like that world you're going to. It's mm-hmm. a completely different world. Who likes that world? There was too much of the struggle that Addie went through. There was too much of the stru- mental struggle of Henry. That's not a fun world to escape to. I don't really like... It's, I don't have a favorite genre of book that I'm reading. But I don't necessarily like... Like I said before, I felt like this book was like walking through mud. And yeah. it really was. It just dragged on and on and on. That's why I'm giving it a two. Well, and also, I think there are pe- groups of people out there that believed it was so deep, and we just wouldn't get how deep it is. Yes. And I get the deep parts. I understand that. But isn't the point of reading fiction to escape to a new world? Don't you hate that? You just don't understand feelings the way that I understand yeah, feelings. Yeah, we got Shut it. Shut 
up, Barbara. I, got I know. <laughs> I got it. I just don't want to be there. That's the whole point well, of reading see, fiction. Me too. Me too. I don't want to be depressed. I take medication for that every <laughs> no, morning. No. I don't need help. People, Thank you. People love to be depressed. No, not really. People don't love to be depressed. But these books lots of times are very depressing. But people love reading. This is based on no education experience. I am not a doctor. I think it comes with that feeling of, I understand emotions more than you, so I understood the deep, dark depression of this book because I'm more attached to feelings and understanding of the world than you are. I think the young people say, I'm more woke. Woke, yeah. I'm not woke. (laughs) I'm sleepy AF. I don't need any more of that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, readers. Well, there you have it. We're giving it a 2 and a Mm 2.5. Read it. Tell us what you think. Follow us on Instagram. Give us a subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you don't like us, don't give us a five-star review, but just don't leave one. (laughs) It's easy peasy. Be nice online. But we would like to know what people are thinking. Yes. DM us on Instagram, bookish like that. I think that would be very fun. It would be fun. Let us know what you want us to read. Interact with us. Tell us if you read this and you liked it. And we will see you next week. Next week, we're reading the Southern Book Club's Guide to slaying vampires and sarah and i are from the south we're from texas so i'm super interested to see if they slay them like we would slay a vampire (laughs) i don't know the southerner way we'll find out gracefully (laughs) and with our hair intact yeah (laughs) we'll find out see you next time readers